0: Hey guys, what's up? It's Marlene dropping a podcast on this fine Wednesday. Once again, thank you so much for everyone who's been listening to my recent podcast. I appreciate that very, very much. Very, very much. Make sure you share. And also don't forget, you can listen to this podcast on Anchor on Spotify, and also on iTunes. And on iTunes, you can actually subscribe to the podcast. So why don't you go ahead and do that? And also, don't forget, if you haven't checked out lingalashes.com, make sure you do get yourself from the website, support. Okay, don't wait for a sale, support. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, just like that. All right, so today I'm gonna do a quick podcast. Well, it might be quick, it might be long, I don't know. Um, But I wanted to talk about how we have a tendency of mocking people who dream big. So today I was doing a lot of, um, I don't want to say research, but I guess it was kind of research, but I was learning a lot about street culture and especially street brands like Supreme, the Yeezys, um, some of the Nikes like the Air Max, the Jordans, of course. Adidas has Yeezy now too. Um, you know, and things like that. And it was like, you know, you, you, you sit there and you see how, how much Kanye has done, you know what I mean? And for those of you who don't know, I am black. So I'm speaking from my black perspective, my black experience, your black experience might be different. You know what I mean? Because even me, Marlene. I've had times where I made fun of Kanye as, oh my gosh, Kanye is too eccentric. is doing too much. I remember when he was speaking about being a billionaire. I was like, this boy is crazy. Why don't you just sit down, okay? Just sit down. Just make music and go be with camp. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, and recently, since I've started working on my mindset again, but in a bigger way, like in a truly bigger way, if you haven't bought the book... You're a Badass at Making Money by Jen Cicero. I really suggest that you get it. I should be done with it today. Then I got to move on to another book. But it really, really touched me in the sense that, you know, sometimes because you don't believe that things can happen for yourself, you make fun of people who have enough confidence to believe in themselves. Because I don't, I, I mean, I think it has a lot to do with like slavery, slavery colonialism, oppression, racism, segregation, you know, mass incarceration, like all the evil woos that black people have had to endure in the hands of white people as white people went on to build these massive wealths, you know what I mean? And black people had to be disenfranchised because that's one thing about capitalism, right? It doesn't work if everybody's equal. you got to have some form of social arbitrage, right? And the way you create social arbitrage to make capitalism work is about decent de- yeah defranchising a whole lot of people so that way you have people to work the machines that's why i said you need to read karl marx right so so as black people we're always thought to kind of like be quiet don't make too much noise just shut up just just do what you're supposed to do go to work be quiet wait until you get the raise like you know you're you you always have to be submissive and docile and kind of like subjugated so when you encounter black people who are bold who know they're black but they never look at being black as a terms of confinement you know what I mean like i'll give you a good example like before i used to say oh my gosh because i'm black or or i used to think because i'm black i'm gonna have to sell my products at this price i mean initially when i started my brand i really wanted to be a prestige brand right but it wasn't happening and then the bills got bigger so i was like okay let's start doing sales because i got bills to pay so you know and then that's when i started getting customers and that's when i even started getting more black customers like when my prices went really really low that's how i was getting you know (laughs) mentions or how can i say this like referrals from like black beauty pages and things like that it took a steep price point for people to take me seriously like to want to buy from me you know what i mean then he's like damn like like am i never going to be able to be like these my white or persian or iraqi iranian counterparts that can you know, put the products on the market at a prestige without being famous. Like, Huda Beauty was never famous. Like, she's not a celebrity. Like, she's not famous, right? She's a social media girl who used to be on YouTube trying to put video requests on everybody else's video. Because she did that (laughs) to me all the time to, like, you know, reposting stuff. And she just got famous because she just kept reposting other people's work. It's not like she actually did something like herself. You can be like, oh, wow, that's amazing. All she did was repost. By reposting, she drove traffic to her page and grew up like, and increased her analytics. That's all it was. You know what I mean? But, you know, or like you have other people that I've also talked to that would say, oh, Marlene, you know, because we're black, this is how we have to sell our products. But is it, is it really because we're black? Or is it like a lie that we choose to believe? And therefore, we have a tendency of cheapening ourselves. You know what I mean? Because we think as black people, cheap low price drugstore prices, you know what I mean, this is where we belong we we, we we relegate ourselves to to the to the ghetto. you know what I mean if there's two avenue if there's Fifth avenue and then there 's the hood, black people are, oh no, let me go open my business in the hood because we don 't think that if we have a business of Fifth avenue we 're going to be successful. Does that make sense? and like so now i 've really been like working on this kind of mindset like no, look at Pat McGrath she 's black look how well look at how well she 's doing as a luxury brand owned by a black woman that never wears makeup. But, I mean, you know she can do makeup that type of McGrath, but she never really wears makeup. You know what I mean? She, I, don't, I, don't, I don't even think I've ever seen her with makeup on, right? So, so then that's that. So I've been, like, thinking and thinking. I was like, but, you know, is it that, is it that Kanye is too much? Or is it that what Kanye is asking out of life What he's expecting to receive out of life is so much that it makes me, Marlene, uncomfortable because I don't dare to dream that big for myself. And that's why I had made a post on my page on Instagram, Marlene Amon. And I had said, how many black people will be comfortable saying their name and the word billionaire in the same sentence? Like how many black people would actually be able to say, I'm Marlene and I'm going to be a billionaire? Well, I'm Arlene and I'm a billionaire. You know, for a lot of people, it's like, what the heck? Oh, that's never gonna be me. This is not possible. You're crazy. Oh no, oh no, 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 no. You know what I mean? Because and, and it's not even because you can't be a billionaire. The only reason why you're not gonna accept that over your life is because you're black. You know what I mean? And it's like being black without even realizing it, it comes with so many limited beliefs about what is actually feasible for you. Because you be like, oh no, I'm black, I can't do this. Oh no, I'm black, I can't get this. Oh no, I'm black, I can't ever sit there. Oh no, I'm black, so I need to, you know. We are constantly, we're constantly putting a ceiling on what we can do because we're black. You know what I mean? And it's so funny to me because, you know, I've, I've been watching a lot of videos today. And it's crazy because Michael Jordan was you know, number one player in the world, whatever, basketball, Michael Jordan played for the Bulls in Chicago. You know what I mean? So I'm like, I can only imagine the kind of influence. I mean, he had influence throughout the rest of the world, but what if you were actually in Chicago, like the whole time he was with the Bulls, you know what I mean? What did that do for young black people? In terms of like their self esteem, their self worth, and how they saw themselves, because we were all young, I don't think Kanye's that much younger, older than me, so it's like he grew up in Chicago where Michael Jordan was a black man that people thought he could fly. People legitimately thought Michael I mean, Michael Jordan could really kind of fly in a way, right? With the tongue out, whatever. So I'm like, if a kid grew up in that kind of, if a black boy grew up in that kind of environment where he saw a black man do all these things every night, like, Michael Jordan would win a game at the buzzer. Like, Michael Jordan, you know, and I was never a big Michael Jordan fan. I thought he was too cocky and too arrogant. But the thing is, he was a beast. Like, he was a beast. Like, I always rooted For everybody else, because I didn't like how he always won, and he knew he was gonna win. When you had Michael Jordan, Scottie Pippen, and and Tony Kukoc in the fourth quarter, oh gosh, they about to do some foolishness. It was gonna be a bunch of three pointers, bunch of foolishness. You know what I mean? These three were too much, and I couldn't stand him. Like I couldn't stand how Michael never let. Oh, sure, sure. What's her name? Her, Reggie Miller, you know what I mean? I never, like, I was... Because I really wanted Reggie Miller to have a ring. I really did. I really wanted Carmelo Malone to get a ring. You know what I mean? I really wanted... You know what I mean? Um, what's his name? Oh, my gosh. Wait, oh, my gosh. He's from Miami. Oh, um, Alonzo Mourning, oh my gosh, I love Alonzo Mourning, <laughs> you know what I mean? I was rooting for everybody but Jordan, because he got on my nerves, like, he just got on my nerves. But my thing is, so if you're Kanye, and you grew up in Chicago, and you saw a black men like that, and the thing is, Michael could be arrogant, because Michael was going to deliver. He was going to fly, like, he would fly over people's heads, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, we're looking at a man, at a Kanye, who grew up, under the like the reign of michael jordan in chicago so it's like how do you expect this kid not to be arrogant or cocky and it's like and that's another thing too we like to call black people who know what they're about and who know their self oh you're cocky you're arrogant but nobody ever looks at mark zuckerberg when he ran facebook and he became a billionaire he was 25 nobody ever said oh no you're too young for this you're too young for that whatever like white people White people are, you have grown adults, white people, who will go behind a kid like Mark Zuckerberg and put billions of dollars. You know what I mean? When you tell a white person that you're a white man and you dropped out of Harvard, they actually give you money. They encourage you. You know what I mean? Bill Gates, Jeff Bezos, all these people. Jeff Bezos dropped out of wherever he was working and his daddy gave him $350,000. You know what I'm saying? Like black people, were always and it's like, oh, it kind of seems like I don't like black people. I do, I'm black. But I just don't like the things that we do sometimes that we don't realize that we are dream killers. Like, we are dream killers and our tongues can be so evil. Makes sense. But it's like, why can't Kanye say he wants to be a billionaire? Why not? Why not? The, you, nobody ever gets mad at the like hundred. There's over like a thousand white people that are billionaires. For like th- for four or five black people who are billionaires. And most of the black billionaires are actually from Nigeria. Nigeria has more black billionaires than America. Does that make sense? But it's like nobody gets upset at that. Oh my gosh, you know what I mean? Oh, another billionaire. You know, nobody says, oh, another white billionaire. No, you watch Jeff Bezos with 190 billion, you don't get mad. You watch Bill Gates with two hundred billion, you don't get mad. But as soon as one of your kind says, Oh, I just want to have one billion, oh my gosh, people gonna start dragging that person's name. Oh, you not this, oh you failed at that, you did this, you didn't do this right, you're not smart enough for this. It's like this is ridiculous. This is ridiculous. So today, I was watching a documentary on YouTube. You can type it up. It's called How Kanye Built Yeezys, right? And I'm like, fam, he entered at Fendi. They were paying him $500 a month and that he was still D kanye you know? Um, like, that's the $16 million he invested in fashion, like, all the stuff he's done. But when you look at the Yeezys, like, they're really pretty. They are really, really pretty. Am I, and the thing is, like, you have a rapper. So he's not... And the thing with Kanye, no offense to Kanye, right? But he's not an athlete. Like, he's not, like... Seven feet tall, super, super big. You know, when you look at Carmelo, Malone, Akeem Olajuwon, um, you know, Alonzo Mourning. You know what I mean? Like some Shaquille O'Neal. These are some big people, Charles Barkley. You know, even Magic Johnson. I love Magic Johnson in pieces, right? These are some big people. These are some big people. And like, these are really big people. They're very athletic. You look at Melo, all these people. You know, I grew up with like Patrick Ewing in the Knicks. You know what I'm saying? Like when I was watching basketball as a young girl, like these basketball players look like freaking giants. Like, oh my gosh, you know what I mean? Oh, Jesus, right? So to have a rapper who takes over fashion like that and he makes a shoe and that shoe resonates with the culture. Like people, I saw his shoe, I didn't even know about the shoe, but it's called the Red October. You know, I put it in my um in my highlights, it's so pretty, but now the shoe is reselling for eleven thousand dollars. I'm like, yo, that's the price of some YSL. Swarovski YSL shoes are worth $10,000. And your shoes, the red October, they're reselling for $11,000. Like, that's crazy, fam. Like, that, it's it's crazy to me how a regular person can believe in themselves so much to do what Kanye's done. Like, Kanye, and, and that's the thing with Kanye. Like, no, I feel like I really need to make a video about this. Because, like, it really brings me to tears. And not even me. I feel like an asshole. Like, I really feel like an asshole for, like... For shitting on somebody else's dream and like, you know, and not having full faith in a human being. Because this is what we, and this is what we do. This is what we do to each other. Because you don't believe in yourself. You want to kill somebody's dream. And I think I've been a dream killer my damn self. And I need to repent for that. You know what I'm saying? But it's like Kanye always wanted to sing. He always wanted to rap. Jay-Z said, nah, keep making beats, right? But then your boy, Dame. Dame believed in him, gave him a chance, right? Then he got into a major accident. He could have lost his whole life. His mouth was wired shut. You know what I'm saying? And he talked about it in the song. He said, I could have died. I could have died. He's like, that day could have been over for him. You know what I mean? And God gave him a second chance. You know what I mean? And it's like, so when you something, we, we, we don't, by the grace of God, gonna wood, I don't even wish to know. But what, we don't know what almost dying can do to someone. So if you come back, You know, when the devil try to take you out, you end up not dying and you resuscitate from that. Why should you not shoot for the stars? Why should you not even shoot for for freaking Mars and stuff like that? Go ahead, my my boo, go shoot for the sun because you could have died. You could have died. So, it's like right now, if you feel like you're resurrecting and you feel like you're walking on water, you go ahead. Live your best life. You know what I'm saying? But I'm like, it's crazy and it's like he makes shoes that people are collecting. And he's not even like a shoe person, like an athlete or like a shoe designer, right? And I'm like, this man is smart. This man is smart through music and style, whatever. Like Kanye has impacted his generation and we don't want to give him credit for that. Now, should he be making all these Trump statements? That's subjective. And even me Marlene, I am not in a place where I try to, you know, direct people's mindset. And that's another thing black people love to do. Black people love mob mentality. Bunch of cowards. We can be such cowards. It's like, oh, if this person sound like this, this person, okay, I don't like him too. Why you don't like him? Why you don't like him? You gonna ask black people why they don't like Trump? They gonna tell you, oh, because he's racist. Okay, fine. But it's like you act like this country wasn't run by racist people before. This whole country's racist. Sis. What exactly are you telling me? You know what I mean? We never assess things based on based on policy because even if you ask black people why do you like Obama, oh, because he's black. You, they can't even tell you the policies under Obama. Ask black people. Go even you yourself. You hate Trump so much because according to you, he's racist, right? Okay. But have you ever sat down to compare policies between Trump and Obama? What has Obama done for you? But when you ask black people that, they don't want to answer. Oh, no, he didn't have this, he didn't have that. Get out of here. Do you know the powers that fall under the executive branch? Does that make sense? We're, we're, we're ridiculous. We'd we, 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 we like to, we're a bunch of sheep. We're a bunch, we're like in a herd, in a herd. And that's what we do. And my thing is, whether Kanye's right or wrong about Trump, one thing I like about somebody, I like somebody who stands behind what they believe in. And they don't let the masses or, oh, my views are going to drop. I'm gonna lose subscribers, I'm gonna lose followers, so I'm not gonna say how I really feel. No, say how you feel. And if you're wrong, you're wrong. But one thing people will ever know is that you was always the gangster. You see, and that's me, Marlene. Like, I'm the kind of person I like people who say what they say and they mean what they say. I don't like somebody who tells me yes at nine o'clock in the morning and tells me no at 9 p.m. I cannot stand the duplicity. I tell you, like it drives me insane. Let your yes be yes, let your no be no. And that is one. One thing that I respect about Kanye is the fact that this man, in, in in like the hopes of reaching his dreams, whatever, he's not embarrassed to fail. He's not embarrassed to make mistakes, and Kanye will come and tell you, "Oh, I was 50 million dollars in debt." I said, "Oh, Jesus." You know what I'm saying? But it's like, how many people would have believed enough in themselves to take that kind of risk on themselves? And I'm like, that makes you that that makes you a real man. You know what I mean? Because how many people want to go use other people's money to do what they think they should be doing? Does that make sense? But when you take your own money to the point of going broke for your own vision, you might be crazy. But one thing I will say about you, you got some type of character. Kanye got character. He he might be too much for you to handle. But you cannot deny that here, right here, is a man who is resolute. He might be uncontrollable. But my thing is, why do y'all want to control people? Would y'all want to control people? You think if people try to control Thomas Edison, who will be here today? Does that make sense? Like people, they took a man to the moon. That person could have died. Do you know the kind of pressure that occurs when you're trying to to pierce through the ozone layer? The whole shebang could have been obliterated because it gets hot. It gets real, real hot. It's like the pressure is real, but they did that stuff. like every day. NASA is sending missiles, rockets, satellites, whatever you want to call it. There are a bunch of people who are astronauts who are right now up there somewhere. Makes sense. But it takes crazy people to make the world change. You know what I'm saying? And we got to stop doing that stuff. Like even you look at Julian Piercey, may he rest in peace. That's another black icon. That is a black genius right there. This man, the stuff he did in chemistry, this man is a genius. But the stuff um, Julian Piercy thought about, you probably would have thought he was crazy. But not everybody uses that stuff for, for the vagina. Everybody uses the hormone. Everybody uses the birth control. Everybody uses this and that. But when he, he almost went broke for this foolishness, you know what I'm saying? We gotta stop. Like black people, gotta stop wishing harm on other black people. We gotta stop putting limits on other black people just because your mindset is limited, just because you have relegated yourself to a life of poverty, just because you have accepted mediocrity, just because you've accepted what the world said you want to get because you're black. That's your choice. That is your choice. Like you, you take somebody like you take somebody like Malcolm X, right? Look at Malcolm X. The man went to jail. It's like that's real, like he really went to jail. And even for the jail part, I'm not really going to judge him because I don't know how it would have became. If the KKK came and took my daddy and when we went to look for my daddy in the morning, his his limbs were tied to a train track, but his head was missing and his torso was missing. Yeah, I would have hated me. All right. I would sure be out here breaking the law because so you people can be cavalier and murderers in the heap of the night and you don't face no consequences. You don't get to go before the law and I'm supposed to respect the law. It's a joke. It's a joke and that's how you get anarchy because when rich people or some people are able to get away with crimes and foolishness and anybody else got to pay and it's like people start to see that the law is not equitable across the board, people have to break the law. People should break the law. You ought to break the law. If the law does not apply equally to all people, then it's not the law. It's a system of suppression. It's a system of suppression because the law is meant to make everybody equitable under the law. Does that make sense? But if you start to see that oh, these people can break the law and then not get away get away with it, but I break the law, I go to jail. Then people ought to break the law because it doesn't make sense. It's not the law. It's a system of oppression. It's a system of oppression. So it's it's not real. It's not real. You know what I mean? And that's what John Locke, but some of you, I mean, people don't read, but if you ever want to read like essays on like community, you know what I mean? Like how people ought to behave. You read John Locke and John Locke talked about that. Like we all got to come together as a community and agree, tacitly agree to the yes and the no's of the community. Otherwise it's going to be foolishness. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, I can't judge. I'm not judging Malcolm X on that. Yeah, because I don't know what it is for an eight-year-old to see their, their daddy dismembered by a bunch of coward white people with, with, with pillowcases on, on their hands and tiki torches. You know what I'm saying? In the morning, they want to talk about they police. No, I'm not going to respect you because you're a murderer. You're a vigilante. You're a murderer. You're a racist and you're, 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 you're an excrement. I'm not respecting you. You're a joke. You're a joke. You're a joke. Because when the people who write the law don't respect the law, it is no longer the law. It's foolishness. Does that make sense? But my thing is, you take someone like Malcolm X, for example, right? And all the stuff that he has to encounter, whatever, going to jail, having to come up with that. But you see, he reinvented himself because he was always that Malcolm. It was always in him. It's just pain made him take a different way. You know what I mean? Sometimes pain makes you devalue yourself. Sometimes pain makes you so angry, you want to hurt everybody that's in your way because you're in pain. That's why they say hurt people hurt people. Makes sense? But he's a visionary. Malcolm X was a visionary and he will always be a visionary. His voice will, I mean, for me, most definitely. You know what I mean? Like, I will always listen and I will always respect Malcolm X until the day I die. And the day I die, I do hope he comes to greet me. You know what I mean? In heaven because I salute this black man. You know what I mean? But he refused everything white people had for him. Oh, you went to jail. So, you know, he dressed right. He spoke right. He educated because that was always in him. And I think that's where like in prison, that kind of helped them to see like, yo, who am I really? Because all this stuff I'm doing, this is what they want me to do. They want me to be angry. They want so that way they can put me in these cages and treat me like a damn animal. That's what they want you to do because that's what they want. They want black people to prove them right so they can have a reason to put you in a cage. Does that make sense? and when there's some kind of trans tr- he said it's like when a black person allows their mind and their soul and their spirit to transcend do you know what i mean the the, the 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 cages and the foolishness and the lie of the of the white society you know what I mean? people are not comfortable with you. white folks don't like you, black people constantly talk about you. This is foolishness this is foolishness it is pure foolishness I'm like, you know what me Marlene. I truly repent from talking about about Kanye. Like I will not talk about Kanye anymore. Oh, I am done. I am done. I respect this brother. And I hope that everything he wants to do in life, even if he wants to be president, I sure will vote for Kanye because I, I like somebody that believes in themselves. because it's about some damn time that I believe in myself too. It's about some damn time that I walk about this dark hole of stupidity and believe in myself. And that's why I say for as much as I do love being black, sometimes you got to get away from your own people to be successful because our mindset is in the dark. Like we are in the dark. We live in the dark. We think dark. Everything we do is out of darkness. And I'm not trying to be mean, but it feels to me like somewhere deep down, we truly have learned to espouse all the negative thoughts that white Western society wants us to believe about ourselves. And this is who we are and it's in us and we carry that and we treat ourselves like that. And then we meet other black people. We treat them like that, too, because we're toxic. More toxic. We are very toxic. We crack jokes about everything. We make fun of everything. If we don't understand something, instead of going to read about it, we want to make fun of it. That, that, that's just ignorance. You know what I mean? Like I have never seen a group of people who love and enjoy being willfully ignorant. You can show black people resources. You can show black people articles. You can show black people how to get educated. And these people will still choose not to read a book and still choose to be ignorant. Oh, no. Well, since everybody's laughing, I'm going to laugh too. Why are you laughing? And none about this funny. Just like when Monique said she was going to sue Netflix, right? And they posted it on the room. You should have seen the comments. People making fun of this woman. It's like y'all never worked. You never had an employment contract. You never went to human resource. You know what I mean? She has grounds for this. Like, why are you laughing at this? Like, what's funny about this? You think it's okay for Monique to get paid $500,000 for four years, an exclusive contract for four years. It's like the ignorance of it all. Oh, well, I would have taken that. Yeah, because you're ignorant. And that's why black people are still relegated to the most poorest class in this country in the world why you think africa is in the dark because people are mediocre the mindset is a mediocre mindset africans are mediocre they're mediocre how is it that you walk on diamonds but you poor How is it that you're the number one leader of chocolate, but you pour? But yet, Starbucks is one of the number one companies in America. Starbucks makes trillions of dollars. What do they sell? Coffee, drink, hot chocolate, but the Ivory Coast is broke. How does that make sense to you? Why is Congo broke? These people sell oil, but they're broke. But they broke. It don't make sense. The amount of natural resources that are in Africa, it does not make sense for Africans to be dying like this. It doesn't make sense. But it's the mindset. It's like we are mediocre. Yeah, the white man might be evil, but you're even worse than him because you know what you like. See, he's evil because he's trying to build something. But you just give up. You just give up. You give up and you let him have it. You know what I'm saying? Like I said, like we are in the 21st century. Knowledge is readily available. but Black people still choose to be dumb. Like this, like this is ridiculous. It's ridiculous. You know what I'm saying? It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. You're going to ask somebody, when was the last time you read a book? They don't know when they read a book. But they can tell you what's going on with the housewives of Atlanta. They can tell you what's going on in the shade room. You know what I mean? But what kind of people we are, we don't even appreciate the fact that we have a brain. What kind of people are we that we don't even appreciate the fact that we have a brain? We have the same composition as white people. We have the same compositions as Japanese. We got the same composition as Chinese. We got the same composition as anybody else in the world. All of us, we're all part of the same human race. We all got the 43, 46 chromosome. We all got a brain, all of us do. But why is it that we're so far behind these people because of our mindset? Of our mindset, you see, and that's what I remember. I was watching a documentary about some slave and the slave, the, the black man, an enslaved black man from back in the day. And he said, You know what? You can enslave my body, but you can't enslave my mind. I said, You go ahead, great grandpa. That is the truth. See, the white man might have enslaved our ancestors, that is a fact. That is a fact. They didn't have a choice. These they people are violent. They are very violent. But even within the physical confines of the shackles of slavery, a man still has power over his thoughts. You still have the power over your mindset. You still have the power over what you choose to believe about yourself and who you're going to be in this world. And if you are mediocre, it is a choice. The white man can put you in there, but you ain't got to live there. You ain't got to live there. There are so many black people that you can see that were violent upon themselves, violent on their thoughts, and they took their education seriously. They took reading seriously. And when I think about that, I think of Toni Morrison, Princeton University. You think of Maya Angelou. May she rest in peace. You look at Oprah Winfrey. May God bless this woman. You think of Tyler Perry. You know what I mean? Like reading opens up your mind. It allows you to have conversations with some of the most powerful people in the world. You might never meet these people. But you buy ones or books, it's like you get to have a conversation with this person for three to four or five hours. Your life's gonna change. Your life's gonna change. Our diets are mediocre. I mean, everything we do is mediocre. He's like, we're the culture, we're the culture. No, no, we're the slaves. That's what we are the slaves. Because even when stuff comes out for the culture, most black people can't afford it. How many black people could afford the Fendi Nicki Minaj collection? Could you afford it no so what what culture is you you just you just you you just hit the tambourines you make the noise but the white man comes in and he buys all of that buys all of that how buy that stuff oh oh there's nothing cheap here there's nothing cheap here and they said you can't afford this why you can't afford this why you can't why you can't you know what i mean we have to learn to do better you guys I'm serious we really have to learn to do better we have to learn to ask for more and then out of ourselves we have to ask for more Out of ourselves we have to demand more We truly do and that's what me Marlene. I don't engage with people no more. Girl, I'm talking less on the phone now with people. My my phone doesn't even ring anymore. I don't call people. Nobody calls me. And it's it's like it's the perfect ambiance for growth. Because now I've replaced people with books. And I feel better because that's how I was. Middle school, that's how I was. High school, that's how I was. College, like I've never been popular. For real, for real. I've always been somebody that's been reading because my dad reads a lot. My dad is, oh, my dad can read, child. But my granddad, his daddy... My grandpa, he could read a whole lot more than my dad, right? And then my uncle, my dad's older brother, his name is Alexi, my Uncle Lexi, girl, he's like a French LaRousse, okay? LaRousse is like the Webster. Like, he is just too damn smart. I was like, damn, Uncle, like, he has, like, these big words. One time, my mom's <laughs> older brother, my Uncle Andre, the doctor, <laughs> we went to the village, and he said, "Oh," he told my dad, he said, "Oh, I, I thought you were really smart, but now I don't know. but I don't know. See, he, my Uncle Lexi, like, he reads so much. He reads so much, you know what I'm saying? But, like, oh, you only want to hang out white people. You think you're white. You see, look, look at this mediocrity. When somebody wants to fully experience themselves, you equate that with being white. As if West Virginia is not a real thing. There are a bunch of poor white people, sis. You ain't saying nothing, okay? There's a bunch of poor white people, Okay? But it's like, if you see like, oh, this group of people, they're about something, they read stuff, they help each other, they network, they help each other increase their their revenues, their income, they know how to do marketing, they know how to do branding, they know people. Heck yeah, I'm going to hang out with them. If they happen to be white or Asians or whatever, then it is what it is. But you, you're black, so I'm supposed to sit down with you and do, do what? We talk about what? People talk about people, talk about reality TV shows or public. Like, I ain't got time for you. I don't got time for you. I don't have time for you. And and most of the time too, like when you sit and have conversation with black people, it's never on some objective stuff. It's always subjective. I feel, I feel what are the facts? What are the policies? What are the facts? What is written on paper? Let like, Can we talk about that? You know what I'm saying? How can you be around people who never like Try to read who never tried to gain some kind of world exposure who don't like to 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 see the other side it's always got to be their side no the world is not black and white there are many things that are great there are a lot of great areas in the world does that make sense oh you're not christian i can't talk to you why why so you mean to tell me everybody that's not christian when they die they're gonna go straight to hell you out your mind you are out of your mind. You are legitimately out of your mind. And if, and if Jesus is that kind of narcissist that if you didn't confess his name, you don't get to enter heaven, then get out of here with this mess. Get out of here with this mess. You mean to tell me somebody who's Muslim that got more decency than you, they're not going to make it into heaven, but you're trifling behind is, go sit your behind down somewhere. Sit down somewhere. Because this right here, whatever you decide to make your holy book, just give it your all because that's how you're going to be judged. Just If you decide to be a Christian, be the best Christian. You can be. If you decide to be a Muslim, be the best Muslim you can be. If you decide to be a Jew, you better be the best Jew you can be, because you will be judged according to who you chose to be and what you chose to believe in. Makes sense. But not everybody has to confess Jesus. Why? You confess Jesus, and you're still a heathen. So obviously, this Jesus thing doesn't work really for everybody. Because if you don't take it seriously, there's no point in it. So don't bother people. Don't bother people. You know what I mean? Like me, Marlene, I don't push Jesus on people. I sure don't. I sure don't. You might even be, you might even be a witch. You might even believe in your cult. That's cool. That's your choice. And when you die, you shall be judged accordingly. Who am I to force my my stuff on other people? Nah, because I don't know the full truth. I don't know all there is to know about the world, the universe, and the things that have transpired. The world is a very mystical place. I don't know all of it to say, oh, you should believe in what I believe by force. No, lead by example. Somebody might be inspired, but even if they're inspired, they don't have to change their religion because even that's very narcissistic. That is narcissistic. That people should change their religions for you. For what? Who are you? Who you be? Go sit down somewhere. Nobody has time for that. So you guys, here's today's, this is today's podcast. I'm going to stop it right here. You know, some of y'all might be offended, whatever. I don't really care. I don't care. You know what I'm saying? I don't care. Uh, I could really care less. <laughs> and if you're a popular fan, you can find me in my DMs. If you feel some type of way, you can come into my DMs. You can come to my comment section. You know, and I'll handle you there too and get you together real quick. You know what I'm saying? We have to learn as a people to raise the bar. You know what I'm saying? We got to raise the bar. Just like somebody sent me a DM. They were talking about this girl in business. Like, oh, but you know, Marlene, she's still young. I'm like, fam, the girl's 30, 31. Like, she's young where? If she was somewhere in the village in Africa, she'd be a grandmother, yo. Like, she would be a grandmother. Like, stop talking about oh, this person is young. Somebody is 30 years old. You 30, 31? You grown. When you got kids and business and husbands and whatever and you exchanging bodily fluids with people, you're making a whole lot of money, you're grown. We have to, but that's, that's another thing too, being black, the bar is always low. The bar of decency is low. The bar for like if you're black and you're a CEO... You you, you, you you don't care how you present yourself you don't care about your name you don't care about your reputation just go around here gallivanting like a wild heathen and you think that's cute you know I mean? because the bar is low and that's really another reason why I'm Like I'm really considering either going to law school or getting an MBA because I want to run a business the right way like I really want to be a professional CEO because there's too many ratchet CEOs out here and they truly give black women a bad name you know what I'm saying because I'm like you and but that's another thing is what it's your environment it's your environment if you run a business but you still surrounded by people who eat fufu and foolishness you're not gonna know how to how how you're supposed to act You know what I mean? But it's like if you expose yourself to other CEOs from other brands and you see how they conduct themselves and how they talk and how they engage and how they resolve conflict and how they treat their staff and da 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 -da, it's going to inspire you to be like, oh my gosh, maybe I should change this. Maybe, you know, I mean, it's still me, but maybe I could refine this a little bit. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes it takes friction with other people for you to drop some of your bad habits. Does that make sense? You know what I mean? And that's the thing. And that's why I said before, black people will be like, oh, I made a million, whatever. They'd be all happy about it. Oh, I made two million, be happy. But most of the time, it's through a huge sale. 60% off, 70% off. It's like you haven't done nothing, fam. That's a lazy man's tool. 60% off, 70% off. It is a lazy tool to get money. It's cheap money. It's cheap money. You sell stuff for $2, $5. That is cheap money. People out here, you know what I mean? Dedicate their time, working on themselves, working on their packaging, their branding, their brand identity, their message, their corporate message, their mis- their mission statement, their principles and beliefs, their company's mantra, their work ethic, their the company culture. What For what you sell at five dollars, they're gonna take the same product and sell it for one twenty. Now that's that's the that's the real thing. But you see, that takes discipline. It takes a certain level of of, of like of of govern- of self governance. Can I call it that? You know what I mean? It takes a certain level. And that's why I'm sitting here and like, you know, I'm reading a lot of stuff now. I'm getting a lot of like Harvard um, business case studies, reading a lot of books, watching a lot of these rich CEOs, mostly are white. But look, at, like even when they go to a conference, like, look you should see how they sit, how they talk. You know what I mean when people ask them hard questions they answer the question but they they have a way of answering the question without being offensive you know what I mean like they learn tact and that's one thing I like about white people white people who are a tactful they're very tactful like they have a way of telling you you're dumb without really saying you're dumb you know what I mean and I really really respect that because when you're in business you have to be mindful of how you make your, your the other people feel whether it's like it's your suppliers your customers your staff whatever you have to be mindful of how you make people feel you have have to be mindful of how you speak to people makes sense but a lot of black people they don't pay attention to how they speak to people you know what I mean and it's like that's not okay that's not okay that is really really not okay and I'm like this year I'm really gonna study hard and do like all the gmat prep and everything like that because I really want to get an MBA and I'm gonna get my MBA and it's not just for leaning lashes or, or like I was like oh uh, or like doing beauty brands you know I want to do beauty brands I want to do real estate I want to do motivational speaking I want to do hair stuff you know everything that involves personal care I want to do that real estate I want to do I'm even thinking about doing shoes like um like my little sister wants to like she wants to do like shoes and stuff so we're, we're like kind of talking about it i'm helping her but i was even telling like you know we should also do like tennis shoes because it's a big market for tennis shoes you know sneakers it's, it's a real thing you know and i want to do interviews i want to go meet people like i really want to change my mindset and i really want to change the people who i surround myself with. i mean a lot of people from the past i've cut them off and i'm not going back because i feel like sometimes going back it's like it's a character flaw I need to fix that when you debt someone debt the person keep it moving don't ever go back because what they weren't able to do the first time they're gonna try to do it again so just death the person and keep it moving you know but I'm like I'm really trying to attract like powerful people into my like I would love to meet Kanye West and be his friend I would love to meet Oprah Winfrey I would love to meet Magic Johnson I've always wanted to meet Magic Johnson I hope it happens I would love to meet Denzel Washington I would love to meet and have a conversation with Viola Davis I would love to meet Julia Roberts I've loved Julia Roberts my whole life <laughs> you know what I'm saying like I really want to be Around people who have broken the mold, you know what I mean? Like people that you feel like everything they do it turns into gold. People that have their 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 their, like their pulse, like they have the culture in their hands. Like you know what I'm saying? Like and you know, and I also want to make people dream. I want to be a black woman that you know little kids one day will be like, wow, when I was growing up and I saw the stuff that Marlene was doing, like it motivate me, like it inspire me. I want to make people believe. Like I want to make black people dream. You know, maybe not this generation because some of y'all, you already too old and set in your ways anyways. But it's like the young people who are like in high school, in middle school, elementary school. You know what I mean? I want to be a role model to those young people. And I, wanna, I want them to believe that they can be billionaires. No matter where you come from. I want black people, to, my young black people, my young, my little kids coming up. Little brothers, little sisters, little nephews, little nesties, nieces. You know what I mean? The little kids, you know, and my great grandkids. All them young people, right? I I, I want them to dream big. And I want to be the one that makes them dream. Like they can look at me and be like, oh my gosh, I can't believe she did that. I can't believe she did that. You know what I'm saying? And so when they're older and they do what they do, whether they go to college and do whatever, business, whatever they aspire to, they will mention my name. Like, oh, Marlene was like, you know, Marlene Amon, she's the one who told me I could be somebody. And I believed her and I became somebody. You know what I'm saying? Like, that is the most beautiful thing. That is the most, can you imagine like you're dead and you looking down from heaven and all these young people are talking about you. You're not even alive anymore, but your name is in the streets. Like when your name is mentioned in these streets, it's mentioned with something positive does that make sense and that's one that's one of the little great lessons I had to learn these past two weeks you know what I mean don't you ever spend your time with someone who doesn't respect their names you know what I mean there's a lot of people out here who don't care what is said about them they don't care how people see them they don't care that people think so poorly of them you know what I mean they're all over the place child. they don't care you know what I mean? don't ever hang out with people who don't care about their name Because when everything is said and done, if you were to lose your house, your money and everything, your name is all that you got. That's your number one brand. Your number one brand is your name. And if people don't respect that shit, if you don't even respect your own name, you're a liability. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, don't you ever hang out with people who are a liability to themselves because they're going to be a liability to you. Because when someone does not respect their name, they're not going to respect your name too. You know what I mean? And they're going to encourage you to do stuff that can put yourself in harm's way. So that's one thing I've learned. It's like no, no matter what, no matter how bad it gets, no matter how much you need something, don't you ever, don't you ever hang around somebody who don't know their own self-worth, because somebody who behaves that way, they don't know their own self-worth, you know what I'm saying, And you might not know your self-worth, but you might know that, you know, eventually God's going to do something for you, whatever, so make sure that as you go through life, that you are very protecting, very, yeah, that you're very protecting, protecting, protective, what, sorry, that you're very protective of your name, because that's all that you got your reputation your name that is all that you got that's all that you got out here in the streets you know what I mean because your name is your number one brand remember that? oh I don't have a business yeah you have a business your name that's your business Your business is your name. So it's like your name got to be worth something out here. And the way you add equity to your name out here in these streets is by delivering, by giving the best to yourself, by treating people right, by being 100% in everything that you do. Does that make sense? By being the best version of yourself. That's how your name means something out here. When they put Michael Jordan's shoe because he put his name is out there in the streets as the number one basketball player ever. You know what I mean? One of the greatest athletes in the world. That's how, when you think of Michael Jordan, that's what they be saying about his name. That's what his name means out here. And that's why he he has a billion dollar shoe business. Sorry, y'all. My bad. Does that make sense? Just like Beyonce. When she sells a ticket to people for her concert, she's going to dance. All of her, she gives all of herself. So when you think about buying a Beyonce concert, you know you gonna get your money's worth because she respects her name. Cause she knows how much her name is worth. And she knows that when people come to a Beyonce concert, they want to see the Beyonce. So she gives you all of it and some more. And that's why I said before, That's what people go to. when people go to a Beyonce concert, they always go back. It becomes like a weird cult because the experience is so crazy because here you have a woman that respects her name. Beyonce respects her name. That's why she gives it her all. From the costumes, to the dance, to the music, choreography, the whole experience, the the kind of arena she performs in, all of that stuff is is, is thoughtfully considered. Cause she respects her name. Cause if your name ain't nothing out here, you ain't nothing. You can have money. But if people don't like you, they won't take your money. Because you, your name don't mean nothing out here in your streets. And then there are people who don't have money. You look at somebody like, that can not I'm to be offensive, but you look at somebody like Dapper Dan. Dapper Dan is not a billionaire, even though, like, he wears Gucci all the time. But black people have so much respect for Dapper Dan. People go to Harlem just to meet Dapper Dan. Because he's been, you know how, you know, do you know since when Dapper Dan's been selling the Gucci child? It is ridiculous. It is ridiculous, but that's his name. So when when you see a, a black man from Harlem doing a collaboration with a huge Italian brand, Go why? Because his name means something out here in the street. Gucci knows if that Dan says, I'm going to get Kanye to wear it, Kanye going to wear it. He knows if he says, oh, Beyonce going to wear that stuff, Beyonce going to wear that stuff. Because he has that kind of relationship with them people. Because people value who he is. People value what he brings. And his name is good out here in the street. You know what I mean? Your name needs to be good out here in the street. Like, you got to, people, we, and I, even me, I wasn't really quite mindful of that. You know, but like now I'm like, yo, like you really have to take your name seriously. You know what I'm saying? There's a lot of people that I used to like really like and enjoy whatever, even influencers. But now I'm like, "Mm -mm, this person is not serious. (laughs) This person is not serious. And if you hang around this person, people might confuse you to be, you know, of equally minded mind. And I was like, oh, no, 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 no. That's crazy. You can't do stuff like this. You can't do stuff like this. So, you guys, I hope you enjoyed this. Um, I sure will talk to you tomorrow. All right. Bye.